Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and calling in, as always, my good friend Patrick Anderson. Patrick, this is the first podcast of 2021. It's exciting. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, absolutely. We just figured, you know, 2020 was such a tough year, and now that it's 2021, we needed like a month off to celebrate because yeah, everything's fixed. So isn't that great? <laughs> um, yeah, all we had to do was get through the year. And, and here we are. it's all back to normal. Just the, the arbitrary cutoff on our calendar year. And that, who knew that's all we needed to fix everything. Um, so the year has changed. Some things have not. We still discuss music on this podcast. And uh, we're still sticking with this format uh, in which we discuss four albums for about 20 minutes each. We uh, once again have a nice variation, a nice selection in the albums we're discussing today. In some order, we're discussing the latest from Weezer, Slow Tie, Black Country New Road, and The Weather Station. Patrick, we have a lot to get oh, yeah. to. Let's just get into it. How? Uh, where would you like us to start? So we're going to start, we're going to structure this by separating it into... The old style versus the new style. Okay. Okay. So we got a couple of we got we got two bands in here that kind of play more of just some classic old school style mm-hmm. rock music, and two others that are super fresh, super exciting in some ways. Yeah. Playing to the to the modern era. That's how we're separating it. Okay, that sounds so, good. You want to so start you, with the you old? You choose where you want to start, old or new. Let's start. Let's start with the and old stuff. I'll, and then all. Yeah, let's right, uh, let's yeah, ease yeah, in yeah. ease in with uh, some of the older stuff here. Yeah. All right. So if we're going there, then we're going <laughs> we're going with the real old heads. <laughs> oh boy. We're going. With, <laughs> we're going with Weezer. Let's do just it to kick things off. That, hey, you know what? That sounds good. Uh, we do have to talk about Which this is one today. I never thought that I would say on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So Weezer. Uh, their new album is titled OK Human. Um, they are a legendary, at this point, alternative rock power pop band from Los Angeles. Uh, OK Human, a record that features a 38-piece orchestra, is Weezer's 14th studio album and their first of 2021. Uh, there's a second 2021 album titled Van Weezer, expected to drop in May. I'm sure Van Weezer, I'm sure we're going to get more old musical styles on that. I, <laughs> I'm sure we are. Um, you know, I can't imagine. Yeah, well, we don't have to. In, in just a couple months, we might be reviewing that one. We'll see. Uh, okay, OK Human has garnered mixed reaction. It currently has a Metacritic rating of 74 out of 100, which is actually pretty high for the band's discography. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, how do you feel about Weezer in general? And then go into how you feel about this album. Uh, yeah, that's a, that, that's a great place to start. Cause, uh, we've never talked yeah, Weezer about is the ty- Weezer is the type of band that like your opinion of their albums weighs heavily on whether or not you actually <laughs> like the band itself. <laughs> Cause they're so polarizing. Um, yeah, I've never been a Weezer fan. Like, yeah. even even when we were kids and, like, 
they were pretty huge at that point. I just like I never got into their music. I never really liked it that much. I've tried. Uh, like last year, I listened to Pinkerton for the first time. Mm. Um, like and I, I tr- and I've tried to like listen to the Blue Album and like just tried to get their essential stuff before like and because they seem like a band that would be up my alley. Like, they're nerdy. They're kind of emo ish. They're like. They kind of check all the boxes, but they're just so cringy. <laughs> oh um, so yeah, across the board, I haven't really enjoyed Weezer that much, and um, yeah, this this kind of is the same thing. <laughs> it's basically what I expected. Um, I don't really care for this album that much either. Yeah. It's this got some moments on it that are that are cool. Um, but it's another Weezer album. I, I I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, I've uh, I've never really been a huge fan of Weezer either. I mean, Sans, you know, me getting into music for the first time as a kid and pretty much liking anything I heard, like that's the extent to which I enjoyed Weezer. Uh, now that I'm older, you know, I don't even like the blue album or Pinkerton or, you know, their classics. I, I don't even gravitate yeah. toward that. So, uh, getting me to like a Weezer album is a, a tough sell just for my personal taste, which is a shame because they're a, uh, they're a power pop band. That's like one of my pet genres here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're iconic. They are iconic. Um, they, they attended the same university my dad did. So there's that too. Uh, go Badgers. Oh, that's, that is that is weird it it is something um but you were talking i I mean there's plenty of reasons why this is not the album for me but uh let's just get into you mentioned kind of old musical styles Mm -hmm. i kind of want to start with old person lyricism uh that's kind of where i want to start (laughs) Because the, well, I knew we were going to get into it at some point. We had to, so, and it will. Yeah. And it's because just uh, in general, you know, I think it sounds kind of fine. It's super clean. Uh, I think it's produced really well. To be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's got strings and it's elegant. It's like overly lavish. It's not what you might expect the band to sound like if you're familiar with like Buddy Holly or Beverly Hills, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it's it's kind of an, an interesting direction for them to take. But uh, this this lyricism, for the most part, it, it just kind of tunes me out even when I like the, uh, I know. the music behind it. Um, I, everyone's making the joke, instead of OK Human, this should have been called OK Boomer uh, because of the, uh, <laughs> the lyricism on here. Um, oh my god, that is like such a perfect missed opportunity. It's like they set themselves up for it, but it, it I guess to be more yeah. specific, it's very like this says a lot about society type lyricism. And yeah. I'm not even disagreeing with Rivers Cuomo on here, but it's just delivered in such a a cringe yeah. way mm-hmm. that like it doesn't really add anything to the conversation. Everybody already knows that like looking at your screen all day is bad, you know? Um, yeah. So, and you go in on it a little bit. Cause I, I know you didn't like this either. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, it, yeah, I, I can't say I'm surprised to hear it. Um, 
if there was you know any if there was any of these albums i was gonna have something like that it would be the squeezer <laughs> album but it's just it it, it doesn't it, that kind of shit is just so annoying to hear and especially coming from musicians because it's like this is such a such a missed opportunity in connecting with like this wider audience on something that they love which is art mm-hmm. and they're and they're a part of like this new generation is all about like technology and music and art and like <laughs> they just kind of like completely shut them out by being by doing this kind of shit and misunderstanding what having a phone actually does for you like it, i i i agree with you like yeah like the sentiment itself is good but it's such a it's such an overly stated thing it's like why do you even need to do this at this point yeah and, like, and to everybody your, gets it as you said as well they are or they appeal to like a nerdy type of music fan and yeah. you know a, a fan base that you know is probably generally like pro technology i would think so i don't really know who this album's for but there's nothing subtle about the way this lyricism is delivered either like um uh, yeah it, i mean <laughs> everyone stands at the screen <laughs> Now the real world is dying and everyone moves into the cloud. Uh, Horrid. People are prisoners of their phones. That's why they're called cell phones. Okay, that that one they yeah. didn't actually say, but they were like a step away from saying that. I thought it was coming. Yeah, it was. It was basically. <laughs> it was basically that kind of mentality. But on the other hand, there is a a weird uh, song topic that's like pro technology in a way. Uh, Grapes of Wrath, which is about listening to audiobooks and specifically it sounds like an audible ad because he name drops audible in the chorus so yeah i'm like it doesn't get any more technology than like an amazon audiobook service so i I don't know this is essentially yeah it's essentially just an amazon commercial (laughs) and a, a commercial for any you know classic canon book that like you either mm. have read or you know about because you were supposed yeah. to read it, like Moby Dick. I want to, <laughs> I, I want to point on that too as something because, like, there, that's that's another in uh, uh, another part of this whole technology bad situation on this album mm-hmm. is there's like there's the follow up, the intellectual follow up that that rivers uses in here to be like you know this is what life is really about is just name dropping all of this pseudo intellectual bullshit yeah. that most people have either read or have context on um to some extent or another like this is all over the album too it's not just on like this audible thing so it's just like <laughs> it it, it, it I, I, I hate that kind of stuff. It's just, he's offering no real insight into anything and then just complaining about something that's not going to change. And the, the, the bad lyricism doesn't just stop at like this weird anti-tech, you know, subject. The very first song, the chorus is, uh, all my favorite songs are slow and sad. All my favorite people make me mad. Everything that feels so good is bad. I mean, what what is this? This is some basic. It's it's pretty bad. I 
I don't know. I, I do want to, uh, before we get to kind of your final thoughts on the lyricism part, because there is non-lyrical stuff to talk about as well. Uh, I did want to say mm-hmm. there are some lyrical subjects that I found a little endearing. Uh, Weezer is an older band. They're doing an older style of music. And some of these song topics, especially toward the end of the record, are about aging and mortality mm-hmm. in a way that isn't like, oh, the younger people are screwed because of phones. Um there actually is some like <laughs> genuine human sentiment, and I, I think it, I think it kind of works. It's it's a little schmaltzy at times because of how it's delivered with the overly saccharine instrumentation and the the poppy vocals and stuff. But uh, you know, there were some times where I was like, oh, this is actually kind of touching in a way. So uh, I wanted to give them some credit on on that front. Yeah, I I, I felt that too. Really, though, only on, like, a couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Bird with a Broken Wing right. um, is probably my favorite track out of this. It's pretty good. Um, right? And, yeah, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, when, when I hear a song like this, I'm like, this is why people like Weezer. Um, like, the, I can definitely see this resonating a lot with Weezer fans. Very emotional. Like, the songwriting is actually really solid on this mm-hmm. i like the parallels that he uses um between like his career and the and everything and then this uh you know bird with a broken wing and running away from like a cat and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like having a real rough time of it now that it's like you know injured and everything like it, it's it's cool it did the imagery and everything of that paralleled with uh just him talking about like his music career and everything i thought it was really cool and the chorus is solid uh the instrumentation is good um i also thought numbers was a pretty Mm -hmm. solid track um i thought the the, again the songwriting on that i think is pretty good like i think that rivers Cuomo's is really good at like this simple songwriting uh structure but like in the more upbeat tracks or the more like in the tracks that you're trying to get more intellectual and mm-hmm. actual, actually make some analysis of uh, social constants, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no, it, it's going way over the top with this simplicity. Um, it, it just doesn't mix. It's just hammering on, on the same obvious shit. Um, but it works really well whenever he's like trying to just make these little allegories um, or like he's trying to like paint these themes in a song. So bird with a broken wing, he's like painting this concept about aging, getting older, you know, being as like cool or um, engaged in life as you once were. And then numbers where he's just like kind of like using like all of these bad things that get you down in life. They're very simple things and like super kind of corny things. Mm-hmm. But I like the the use of uh, numbers are out to get you and, and using all sorts of different types of like quote unquote numbers that represent like these low sad moments in life. Like I thought that was really cool, but it's like two tracks. <laughs> right, right. Um, no, those That's are like all of my positive thoughts. I just got them all out at once. <laughs> yeah, th- those are, I mean, those were really good thoughts. Um, even I think my, 
the biggest positive I have about this record, I think, is also <laughs> it ends up being a bit of a negative. Um, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, this is well produced. I think, uh, courtesy of Jake Sinclair, who I think is of uh, I think he may have produced for Panic at the Disco and and other bands of the like. Um, so kind of a weird mix there, especially yeah. given that the instrumentation is it features a 38 piece orchestra it's it's very maximal and um you know strings piano uh i've seen a lot of comparisons to pet sounds but to me this was like huge paul mccartney influence like the entire time um so if you're a fan of the yeah. beatles which i'm sure is nobody like who even likes that band this may be for you um <laughs> The problem, though, is <laughs> it's uh, it's and it's a cohesive sound too. Like that, they commit to this style like throughout the entire record, and I think that's a, a pretty smart decision for them um, because I think this ends up being a pretty unique entry in their discography uh, just because of the sonics. Um, the problem is they go a little too overboard with it, and it it just makes everything sound so schmaltzy mm -hmm. and. I, I love a little bit of schmaltz, but um, this is just, I, I think you said hammered, like like over the head, beaten over the head with it, and that's kind of how I feel yeah. by the end of the album. It's cheesy, which I expected because it's Weezer, <laughs> but I didn't expect this particular uh, type of cheesiness. It's like they found a new way to be cheesy, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they found a way, a new way to be cheesy that's uh, a little bit more fun, I guess. Like, yeah, and this drifts into like mall pop at times too. Just to be a little clear, it, it's it features a thirty-eight piece orchestra, but this isn't something that you're only going to listen to in a, in a theater. You know, this is uh, quite poppy and quite accessible, yeah. or at least intended to be. Um, it kind of remind, reminded me instrumentally of like just Weezer trying to be like a Vampire Weekend cover band. Oh, kind God. Of thing. <laughs> like, don't, it, it, please it don't ruin Vampire Weekend for me. <laughs> you're not wrong. I just don't want to think of him like that. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right, though. That's a, that's a great point. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I didn't have much more to say here, so I'm going to go ahead and yeah. throw out my final thoughts. Just a brief summary of... Um, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I've been pretty negative throughout this whole review, but I don't think this is like one of the worst albums of all time or anything. I think it's mostly just inoffensive. And when it gets offensive, it's because uh, they went a little too far with the saccharine nature of the sound. And they went a little too far into uh, concepts that I just, you know, I, I could not connect with. Um, this album, it's okay human. So the point is that it's supposed to be pro-human. I wish there was more lyricism about how humanity is good as opposed to like how technology is bad. So um, I'm going to give this like a four out of ten. Like a low four, but a four nonetheless. Yeah. I didn't think it was god awful, but it, I'm not going to listen to this again. Yeah, uh, I thought this was pretty bad, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I, like the high moments, like um, uh, "Bird with a Broken Wing" and "Numbers" are they're pretty good. 
but like it's also like i'm not gonna go back and listen to those songs even <laughs> like yeah. beyond this review like and, and they were when they were playing i'm like oh this is nice but it's <laughs> that's pretty much it like yeah i'm like i'm left extremely flat feeling by the end of this um and one other thing that just annoys me about this is like the direct obvious uh reference to okay computer on here yeah like I know that Weezer tongue-in-cheek, and they have a, a sense of self-awareness, and they know that they're, like, not, like, uh, making, like, a sister album to OK Computer that has the same amount of, like, poignancy Fun. about yeah. modern society and just general conceptual nature. But, like, come on now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why did they have to do that? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it's just... It, it like it, it's it's it is tongue in cheek, but it's also so self serious in a way that's just so annoying mm-hmm. to me. Like there's, it, I can't tell whether or not the especially like the song screens are written to be interpreted ironically or not. Like that's how yeah. bad of a, of these <laughs> that's how bad these takes are on this. <laughs> It's just so irritating, and was, I'm just like the, when I listen to this kind of thing, I'm like that. This is why I'm like, why do people like Weezer the way that they do? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> it just it seems like you get like one or two songs that are pretty cool, and then the you're left with like a whole album of just like just weird shit. So Patrick doesn't like so, this album. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I do not care for this album. <laughs> Yeah, um, I like this album <laughs> the amount that I liked songs. So it's a two out of ten. <laughs> um, wow, that was well done by you. Um, that brings uh, OK Human to an average of three out of ten for this podcast. <laughs> Pretty what? bad. I think that, like, honestly, we kind of sit on the lower end of uh, critic reviews, though. Like, they've been fairly positive for this. It's it's weird, yeah. F- critic reviews have been fairly positive, not stellar. Fan reviews have kind of been <laughs> like how we are, you know. Uh, yeah. You're either, like you said, you're either in on Weezer or you're not, and, and we're not. So uh, let's not review Van Weezer when it comes out. Um, I assume the... <laughs> no, we should, we, we should, like, dedicate... So, like, April Fool's to just going through all of the Weezer catalog. <laughs> I, I don't hate myself that much. Um, so <laughs> not a bad suggestion, though. Uh, yeah. The other uh, old sound album, um, I assume, is yeah. Ignorance I, by The Weather Station. Yeah, honestly, I, <laughs> I kind of just did that because I wanted to... You know, get Weezer, lump Weezer into their own old head category. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but this one, this one does have like a, a very like just you know kind of traditional rocky vibe to it, so it works. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, let's do it then. This is ignorance from the Weather Station. Uh, the Weather Station is a Canadian folk pop band uh, fronted by Tamara Lindemann. Uh, ignorance is the band's fifth studio album. I had never heard of the weather station prior to a couple of weeks ago, but they caught my attention because Ignorance is probably 2021's most critically acclaimed record so far. Uh, This album currently has a Metacritic rating of 89 out of 100, and it notably received a 9.0 out of 10 from Pitchfork, the most trusted voice in music. 
Um, Patrick, did this record meet that mark for you? Oh, I wanted it to so badly. I did, I did too. And I thought I was going to love it. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to... Sorry, I normally... I, I know I said, uh, <laughs> like, hey, tell me your thoughts, but I just want to jump in because <laughs> I, I ended up, for yeah. a band I had never heard of, and for a, an album that I really liked for a while, I ended up kind of disappointed because I think this... Yeah. It, it, my general take is that I thought I was going to absolutely love this album because... The first four tracks or so, I think, are, like, really good. I think this is, like, incredible songwriting at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a front-loaded album, I think. And it's not as consistent as I would have liked. And the second half, you know, it's... It, it becomes hit or miss. And even when it's great in the second half, it doesn't meet the highs of the first half. Um, So by the end of the record, I'm just like... Uh, like I, it, this was so close to being like one of my favorites yeah. of the year, and then it just it lost momentum by the end. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you totally nailed it. it. That's pretty much exactly how I feel. Like I when I when I was first listening through to this, uh, given the concept of the album, um, just listening to like the instrumentation and the lyrical work, like I was like, damn, this is so good. Um, all the way, yeah, up until like lost and separated. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was, yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I still really enjoy the messaging behind here. The songwriting is honestly all the way throughout. The songwriting yeah. is generally really good, um, but especially like towards the beginning. The the biggest complaint I have about this is just instrumentally, yeah, um, it just kind of falls apart towards the end, just because it it leans so hard into this kind of just boilerplate indie rock sound mm-hmm. um, that the conceptual nature of it, the real like urgency behind like the messaging about climate change and everything, um, and just like the general like complexity of the lyricism too is completely lost on me because i'm like so bored by the instrumentation yeah um yeah it's just like it this one hurts because it's like it's uh, it's so it's so close but um yeah it's just missing that that one quality about it that like ties it all together it's just kind of like ah man (laughs) such a missed opportunity i feel like yeah yeah it's like there's a missed potential um aspect to this and and uh i wish this album had a high ceiling it doesn't but it does have a high floor and uh by that i mean i think this is a good album like i am a little disappointed but i think this is good um Mm -hmm. it has a high floor because it gets all of the like foundational stuff pretty right. Like it's it's well arranged, uh, good songwriting as you mentioned. Uh, Tamara Lindemann's voice is often quite beautiful. I love her lower register especially. Um, mm-hmm. And you know it, it's like the instruments often come together in a way that is never super interesting, but it sounds great. Um, there's some pretty awesome moments at times on this record some ascending meme moments uh i guess if we're gonna do the old style thing the old style they're going for is kate bush at times 
Um, Pitchfork used the word cloud busting in their review, and that set my expectations a little too high, I think. Um, <laughs> ultimately, though, the, there's two words that come to mind when I listen to this album, and it's convenient because they rhyme. Uh, the first one is fullness, and that's because I love like the instrumental palette on this record. Uh, we got strings, sax, piano, drums. Uh, they often like coalesce in a way that's like quite beautiful and effective. Um, as opposed to fullness, there's also dullness, as you alluded to. Uh, <laughs> this record does get boring by the end, and I, I hate to say it because um, there's a couple of songs on the back end, a couple of ballads that I think would really resonate if I just wasn't already kind of tired of the sound by then. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's just so frustrating. And, uh, you know, I, I think this might have grower potential, maybe. Um, but, God, I thought this was going to be like a a high 8 to a I 9, will, and it's just not there. Yep. I will say it's still one of, I mean, obviously the year has just started. Right. But it's still one of the more unique albums that I expect to hear this year. Mm-hmm. Um, not in terms of, like, sound uh right you know we've kind of we've kind of gone over that but in terms of just like concept and the delivery and everything just like the messaging about climate change um the imagery in this the vocal delivery for the most part like it's definitely a standout record in that regard i agree um i don't expect to hear songwriting this good out of many other people uh, from from this year um but yeah one thing to speak also on um the concept of climate change and like the uh, and just talking about like environmentalism and the human impact on the world throughout this album mm-hmm. i love obviously that idea being used for this. But I feel like because things start to get kind of the same towards the end or get tiresome instrumentally, it just doesn't end up working because like the sound ends up getting in the way of the songwriting. Um, and that's like the most frustrating thing to see because like at its core, this album yeah. definitely has like the legs and the strength to like be an awesome project something that's like you know super memorable and super unique but it just gets in its own way too many times um so like it i'm excited that i heard this because now the weather station is like (laughs) pun intended on On my radar radar. nice nice (laughs) (laughs) very nice i love it that was that was in the moment too that was pretty good that's fantastic um (laughs) But um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to be looking out for stuff from them going forward. But yeah, I'm just I'm not there. I'm not there with everybody else. Yeah, and, and I and as I mentioned, you know, once again, I think I sound a bit negative in this uh, portion of the review here. But I do like this album, and I'm still going to give it a positive score by my standard. Um, I really wanted to give this a few listens because going into the first listen. All I heard was like, oh, well, if you like Kate Bush and Wise Blood, you're going to love this album. And that was like, <laughs> I, I mean, does it get better than that? Like, I don't know. 
Um, That's a pretty pretty high uh, expectation. Yeah, right. And and they're not wrong in that. Like that's what they're going for. I think. Um, but I wanted to give it a few listens because I was like, I don't want this to be like, oh, well, this is not a good album because it's not as good as Titanic Rising or Howdens of Love. You know, I didn't want to do that. So I wanted to listen to it enough times to where I think I have a general, like, individual interpretation of this album outside of, like, does it sound like Kate Bush? Um, but I kept kind of making those comparisons anyway because... I think objectively speaking, or kind of objectively speaking, it's not nearly as bright or as vibrant as those compare the 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 uh, their influences, I guess. Um, and it's not as dynamic either. Something I like about the type of music they're going for is that they're I, I get different feelings from one song to the next, and then the third song has a, a completely separate feeling. This song, I'm kind of getting the same slow to mid-tempo vibe, and the instrumental palette, as much as I yeah. love it, doesn't change all that much. Um, it's it's super safe, is I guess what I'm trying to say. It, it's not very willing to take yeah. risks. Um, and that's, that's what I think is that's frustrating. A, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, honestly, I saw less, like, Kate Bush and and wise blood in this than i did like war on drugs oh interesting i can see that um, yeah because like it, it had like that same um you know i love war on drugs but absolutely fairly sterile indie rock right safeness to it right um the difference is that it just didn't have yeah like you said the dynamics of like what i love in like the war on drugs mm-hmm. um and and the sense of like aggression that's the thing too um about this um going back to like talking uh talking about the lyricism about climate change and environmentalism and everything like there's an urgency to all of these lyrics and like a real anger behind a lot of them too mm-hmm. but like you don't really get that from just the sonics of this like it kind of gets like sleepy at a certain point that's fair like, that's a good like, point falling asleep to like a ted talk about you know <laughs> <laughs> about you know ocean temperatures or something yeah. It's like it, it's it's great stuff and like the the songwriting is is really awesome but it's just masked behind like a really boring uh production and I just wish that like they would have used the aesthetics of like the outrage from um these these businesses that have manipulated society and caused climate change that's featured on the lyricism um the fear that's featured in here like there's a lot of intense emotions in this um but they just don't get focused at all in the in the right sonics and it plays it safe that way so it's just like oh like i can it did it yeah. just upsets me yeah great point and uh, even when this lyricism isn't trying to be urgent it it's still occasionally pretty interesting um it's not yeah. just about like climate change, uh, but it, I guess in a more general sense, it's often about just how we interact with nature and with the world at large. There was a lyric on Tried to Tell You that I really liked, and I wrote it down. 
Um, and she says, I feel as useless as a tree in a city park standing as a symbol of what we have blown apart. And I, I really like that. Um, and it's not, but the issue is it's, uh, you might, well, it, not necessarily on this track that I really like, but I'm sure there are plenty of lyrics in here that I would like if I, you know, cared enough to kind of pay attention. Um, because the music wasn't <laughs> yeah. necessarily engaging enough for me to focus. And uh, that's that's part of the yeah. issue. I think you used aggressive, I'll use the word like engaging, you know, just something that kind of grabs my attention. Um I'll yeah. go ahead and just, uh, we have to move on in a couple minutes, but uh, I'll just kind of wrap up here. Um, God, this had like four songs in. I was like, you know what, this is it. Uh, the Robber is fucking incredible. I, I do want to briefly, uh, lyricism about like how the, the robber are, you know, they're the group of people who took over Canadian land and robbed the residents of what was rightfully mm -hmm. theirs. I think that's just an awesome song idea, um, and the, it's a fantastic showcase of like everything that one could like about this band. Fantastic opener. Parking Lot, I thought, was super awesome as well. Um, but again, both of those are just in that first half of songs that I'm just really into. Um, so by the end, loses some luster, but uh, I could still see this making my year-end list. I, I like it enough as it is but i could also see it growing on me so i'm giving it a seven out of ten okay nice yeah yeah um i yeah i i loved robber i thought that it was a great track um and um tried to tell you i think is another really good track i actually really love the instrumentation on this one and robber mm-hmm the, I think that those two are like the two of the more unique tracks on here. Um, um, yeah, but beyond <laughs> this, it's like yeah, <laughs> I like him, but it's just it, it's not enough. It's not enough to push me over the edge. Um, I'm gonna definitely probably. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Well, which is it? Are you gonna? That's like when somebody's. <laughs> yeah, that's when somebody's not gonna do something. <laughs> we'll definitely probably hang out sometime. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna definitely probably listen to this again throughout the year. So uh, <laughs> we'll see if I actually do. <laughs> Uh, I really want to give this another listen, like as the year goes on, just see if it grows on me at some point. Um, maybe I'll force myself to l let it grow on me. But honestly, at this point, um, I think that it's just going to be kind of a forgotten album from the year. Mm. Um, they're, they're definitely like, I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff from the weather station, but um, yeah, I'm at a six out of ten on this. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Um, okay, so uh, not bad though, not a bad. Yeah, not bad. And, and nothing that I outright hated on this album. It's just uh, at worst, it's kind of bland. So that's an average of six and a half out of ten for ignorance by the Weather Station. Uh, that leads us to our final two records of the night. Um, but you didn't really, I mean, you established a, a group of two and a group of two, but I don't, within this next group of two, I'm not sure where we should go next. So, any thoughts? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pick out that one. Uh, let's, let's go to, 
yeah, let's go to the. I guess you. Well, I mean, I don't know how the, how young the other members of of Black Country are, but they're very young. We'll go with slow. Yeah, we'll go with slow talk. Okay. Um, we'll give him give him some time. Yeah. Right now, slow tie with uh, Tyron. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'll say it just the one time, uh, Tyron, and then we'll just refer to it as Slow Ties album. Um, So bear with me here. This intro is going to be a little bit long because there's a lot to talk about with Slow Tie. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Slow Tie is a British rapper. His politically charged debut record, Nothing Great About Britain, generated a lot of acclaim. It was nominated for the Mercury Prize, even. Um, During Slow Tie's Mercury Prize ceremony performance, he held up a fake severed head of Boris Johnson on stage, um, which sparked some controversy, as one might expect. Um, But the award show controversies don't stop there. Uh, Tyron is Slow Tie's second album, but it's his first since last year's NME Awards. Uh, While accepting an award at that show for Hero of the Year, which I didn't realize, uh, he made lewd comments toward Catherine Ryan, who was hosting the show. Uh, a fan called him misogynist in the moment, and then Slow Tie attempted to fight the fan. Uh, Slow Tie apologized for the incident. He returned the award. He asked that it go to Catherine Ryan, and she expressed that she didn't feel uncomfortable, but still, definitely not a good look for Slow Tie. And it was the last look we had of Slow Tie for a while, uh, until now. Uh, Tyron isn't a double album, but it has a two-act structure. The first half consists of bangers, with track titles in all caps, and the second half consists of introspective songs, with track titles in all lowercase. It currently has a Metacritic rating of 78 out of 100. Uh, Patrick, how do you feel about uh, this Slow Tie album? That was a great introduction, first off. Thank you. There, there's a lot that I... Th- there's context that I think is necessary prior to talking about yeah. this album, so... Yeah. yeah, no, I was gonna say that was that was very well done. Um, it's it's not bad. I and that was that was like low tie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't like this as much as nothing great about Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some cool moments on here, uh, instrumentally, especially some of the beat selections on here are like fantastic super cool um sometimes delivery for the most part is um either really like engaging and fun on the more hype tracks or really emotional and like definitely resonates at some points uh on the back half but like yeah for the most part like i'm kind of again a little bit disappointed just because some of the lyrics on here are kind of like unnecessary and mm. like they some of the the so, yeah some of the points being made are like very half thought out um i like the writing on the back half the best for sure um yeah. i think i think that it's it's and i think it's definitely meant for that um and i think that there's some genuine moments that are like really cool and like really well written and um slow tie really like engages the listener and gives us a glimpse into a more emotional side of him but yeah uh kind of cringy too at some point <laughs> uh um, yeah <laughs> so yeah it, I'm, I'm kind of like i'm kind of torn on this album 
Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Um, I think this is good. I, I think this is a good album. Uh, I'm not. I like you. I don't like it more than uh, nothing great about Britain. Um, and I don't think I like it as much as some people are making this out to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I I too. I don't know if you outright said this, but I too prefer the introspective second half of the record to the first half of the record. Um, I don't know if you even necessarily feel that way, but I think you said that about the uh, the yeah. lyricism at least. Um, yeah, I, I I prefer the second half. The the second half I thought was an interesting change of pace. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me of Brockhampton at times, which <laughs> I did yep. not expect at all. Um, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, it, I appreciated the self-reflection and the honesty on some of it. Um, I think the lyricism is getting a little overrated just in how it was. Like, I appreciate yeah. the, the messages that he's conveying. I appreciate his vulnerability about drug abuse and um, depression. I Like, I think that's great. Uh, I don't necessarily like. I think the lyricism itself, the lyrics he chose, could have used some work. Um, in that regard, yeah. The the first half, I think, generally sounds pretty good. The instrumentals, I think, sound quite good. I've always liked Slow Ties rapping for whatever reason. Uh, his voice it clicks with me. I like his flow. He's a unique voice, especially in British hip hop. Um. But the bangers, they just sound kind of generic to me. It's like the, all the personality that I loved about Nothing Great About Britain, it just kind of got like, there was like an identity loss um, mm. in the first half of this record. Like, it could have been made by anybody, really. Um, and that was disappointing. Like, I could see Slow Tie. It's like uh, Danny Brown's old album, where it's similar idea, where like one half is bangers and one half is... Uh, more introspective tracks. The bangers didn't really, like, I enjoy them, but they weren't why I liked Danny Brown. Like, Danny Brown has, like, this, mm-hmm. I love, like, getting to know Danny Brown, and I felt like the bangers half was just him trying to play to a festival crowd, and I, I kind of get that same feeling here uh, with Slow Tie. Um, so this has some noticeable flaws, like some obvious flaws, but... Uh, I enjoy listening to this record for the most part. So, yeah, I think that the um, banger side um, really suffers from like just flash over substance because I, yeah. I think that the beat selection is generally pretty good, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like super interested in them, and like they they definitely provide a, a very unique vibe. But there's just the the lyrics are for the most part, especially on the first half, just kind of like yeah, they're so generic, they're so boring. Yeah. Um, and like the one track that's like I guess supposed to be some have some sort of deeper statement on things canceled. Yeah, let's talk about this. This is not it, good. It's I don't just think. Yeah. such a lame track lyrically. It's yeah. just like yeah, it's complete. I mean, like, I had to say something about the incident with the NME Awards mm-hmm. and everything. 
But, like, this is just the worst possible way to handle this. Yeah, I think, and that's why I um, wanted to give this long intro, is because I wanted to set the stage, like, okay, this incident happened. There was an apology yeah. about the incident. There was an acceptance of that apology. And then it's like, I'm anti-cancel culture now. Like, it to me, it doesn't seem like a... Uh, not a great look. Yeah, not like a, not like a mature response to the entire situation on an album that does have a lot of maturity, especially in the second half. I yeah. thought this was like a misstep thematically, and you and I could do a separate podcast on like cancel culture. But um, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And the other thing with this song, yeah, I'll, I'll let you get to some more thoughts. But I just wanted to say real quick with this song, it's mostly a Skepta song anyway, and Skepta has a knack for making songs sound just pretty generic <laughs> so like musically i didn't really mess with it all that much either um but yeah go ahead uh on, on canceled yeah uh, yeah I, I i was i was just gonna say like it, it's just cancel culture is such a classic thing to go after right and there are genuine flaws and like you know things to critique and talk about with it and like it's a really interesting idea and concept, honestly. And there's a lot of good and a lot of like bad stuff that comes out of it. Everybody knows this. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like it's kind of the same thing of like, you know, the freaking Weezer talking about technology <laughs> being bad. It's like, yeah, we get that like a dialogue is more preferable than just saying like you did a bad thing. We don't like you anymore. But, like, it's completely missing the point. <laughs> and, like, it's just, like, when, when, when this kind of shit happens um, and they, like, market a single out of it, it's yeah, just, like, right. so cringy. And it's just, and, and kicking off the album with this, too, just puts such a bad taste in my mouth. I'm just like, God, why did you have to do this? Like, I'd rather him just not put anything out. Well, I, honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's good because we know kind of this shows who Slutai is. Mm hmm um but from a music standpoint i guess i would rather him just leave this out completely like i, I can completely do without this track it the beat is okay but it's also kind of like eh, there's plenty yeah. of other good beats on this yeah, I, i'm i'm done with that song it's just canceled is canceled nice nice uh yeah, yeah. It, it's that just some low-hanging fruit right there it's <laughs> yeah um yeah we could do we could do a whole separate podcast about musicians that are canceled and who is canceled who isn't and about cancel culture in general and yeah. and you know all of that the commentary the commentary about like cancel culture bad like that point being made is just as weak as like people canceling other people for no reason like yeah. it, you know what i mean it's just such a tired argument so i really hope i don't he doesn't start putting out more songs like that yeah then it's just gonna be like eminem um <laughs> but one thing <laughs> about need that right yeah one, one thing about uh canceled that like uh, carries over to the other songs in the first half it's like you know what I think this sounds cool. And then that's like kind of it. Like I just kind of <laughs> don't have much more to say. Like on Vex, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is cool. It sounds cool. Sounds good in the car. And that's about all I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I also, uh, with like Mazza, yeah. um, I got that very much so on that. And also because like ASAP Rocky doesn't even really <laughs> give that good of a verse on it. And like, 
that really sucks because it's like I was like, okay, well, ASAP's about to like come in and save this thing, and his verse <laughs> is kind of phoned it. Like he even yeah. does, he doesn't, he even does the classic lazy uh, handoff at the end of his <laughs> slow tie. Here your part go. <laughs> yeah, but like whenever I hear that, I'm I always am like, they definitely couldn't. They just didn't think of a way to end it, so they just put that in there. Well, here's and um, here's another thematic issue about that song to me, at least. Uh, slow tie's part for you know in the first half of this song, um, it's about his ADHD and his depression and his drug use, and, and I think that's great. And then ASAP Rocky's part is about, you know, money and women. You know, it's just like, what? Why yeah, is he even so on this song? Like, I, I don't get it. Just a jarring. Yeah, he totally, he totally <laughs> misread what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk yeah. about another song I was disappointed in on the second, you know, kind of transitioning into the second half of this record where I think m- much of the more interesting aspects of this record lie. Um, and I want to start with like the one song I couldn't get behind on the second half uh, because most of it I think is really good. But uh, Terms featuring uh, Dominic Fike and allegedly featuring Denzel Curry. Um, <laughs> Another disappointment. <laughs> I couldn't even tell it was Denzel Curry for one because it's like chopped and screwed vocals and he's barely on the song anyway, which is disappointing because <laughs> yeah, one, I love Denzel Curry and two, They've collabed before on a song called Psycho, and that song is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Like, go mm-hmm. listen to it after this podcast if you're if you haven't yeah. heard that song yet. It is incredible. Um, and the hook from your boy Dominic Fike uh, just stuck out like a sore thumb on the whole record. I d- like did not fit here, in my opinion. I uh, I was totally out on it. Um, but the rest of the second half is quite good, I think. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just wanted to pull that out just so that you could talk shit about it. Pretty much, because, again, yeah. I, I didn't want to be like, oh, the second half is entirely good and the first half is entirely bad. I, I think there's some good songs on the first half and some bad songs on the second half, but like overall, I'm yeah. taking the second half because of songs like Feel Away with James Blake and Mount Kimby. Um, oh yeah, I want to talk about that in a second. So, I, but you're generally out on you just completely out on terms, and it sounds I, like... I'm out completely. Like outside of canceled, that's like my least favorite song on the whole thing. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> well, I honestly like because that's one that like I didn't mind. Like I, I just didn't think anything of it. So that that's an interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that's quite the praise. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, but the, like you said. Um, there are some like really good highlights, and yeah. I, I agree with you. Feel away is um, fantastic. It's such so a good. cool song. I think so good. Maybe one of my favorites on the whole record for sure, if not my favorite. Absolute uh, shout out to Mount Kimby on the instrumentation, which uh, mm-hmm. maybe my favorite beat on the record. Always love James Blake, <laughs> and he comes in in such a classic yeah. like James Blake fashion too. <laughs> Yeah. So this time I wish it's so good. Um, it's honestly a beautiful song. Like it just sounds great, and I love how the first second of the song slow ties already rapping. There is no like lead into it. It's just um, we don't go on dates. Like as soon as it starts, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and uh, I tried the first part of this second half, the very first song. Um, 
was a beautiful way to like set the tone for the second half i thought it is like super mellow soulful instrumentation um i was like i want more of that that's kind of what i want i would love the next slow tie album to be like the highlights from the second half but make it the whole thing mm-hmm. and be like as introspective as you can go because he's actually pretty interesting um yeah and, and relatable in a lot of ways too and uh you know i i do like getting to know slow tie i think is fascinating and uh the the musical mm-hmm. choices support that like it like he sounds great over this type of production so i hope he continues with that but yeah i i thought that i thought that feel away mm-hmm. um especially was like such a good encapsulation of what this second half aesthetic and like delivery like messaging i thought it was such a good encapsulation of what it was supposed to be um and i think it offers like better context for the other tracks too like that's how good of a track it is i think i agree um yeah like it it's kind of i agree with you like it it was kind of shocking to like hear slow type be this vulnerable on the second half and like you said be this relatable like I felt really connected at some points to what he was saying and like hearing the emotion in his voice and the passion that it was, it was really cool. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was like definitely a really connective part of this album. And I think he could totally benefit from doing a full album. That's just more focused on this. Like, I mean, he's good at doing like kind of these hype tracks, Yeah, but like, I mean, I don't know. It's like they're not necessary. He could do hype features. Like he's really good at that. So for sure, you know, I, I uh, he, yeah, I, I would be, I would be totally for a uh, more introspective slow tie album. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I really liked um, him like talking about at the end on ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Like the way that he dives into his, the way that he struggled with um adhd and like with growing up and like just having no understanding of it and like his openness about it is it shows a lot of insight and it shows a lot of uh self-awareness that i think was really cool to see um and definitely like needed to happen Mm -hmm. on the same album that canceled is on yeah like (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad to see that like it's not all just that kind of takes like he de- definitely has some genuine sense of self-awareness and like um, insight um, I thought that was really cool I- I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff from him yeah so. well put and um, and I'll transition into my final thoughts here but ADHD is a good example of how he can do this more mellow introspective side and still have like an aggressive personality because that yeah. that final verse where he picks up the intensity like that was so good I thought. Um yeah. Just a, another great song on the second half overall. Um uh but yeah, uh in general like it's it's kind of an inconsistent record. Um the flaws are there. I didn't really have to think too hard, like, oh, well, what don't I like about this album? There are some very obvious flaws here. Uh, there's some generic bangers. There's some musical choices that I, I didn't think worked. Um, I think the beat switches were pretty cool. 
Uh, I think having short songs was a smart move. Um, mm-hmm. Which I, uh, 14 songs, 35 minutes. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because uh, what mm-hmm. I didn't like about Nothing Great About Britain, I guess maybe I listened to the deluxe version, so this might not be fair, but I thought it kind of went on a little too long. Um, this did not. Uh, I appreciate the versatility, even though I don't, I'm not huge on like the, here's what this half sounds like, and here's what this half sounds like. I, I, that's not really how I yeah, like it. Kind of showing your hand before it, you it, even listen. It feels a little gimmicky, I think. Um, and, and I don't really care for that particular structure. It kind of feels like, it kind of feels like a, a futile uh, thing to criticize, honestly, at this point, though. It's like, I feel like I, I'm in agreement with you. I don't love the text. Oh, the text. Yeah, yeah, the text is whatever. That's not a, I mean, not a huge deal to me. But um, Oh, I thought that's what you were talking no, about. No, I mean, like, strictly like the first half of the record is where all the bangers are going to be. And then the second uh, half of the, re- like okay. structurally, musically, I could, you know, I mean, the album title thing is definitely, like you said, showing your hand. And I mean, that's whatever, uh, you know, um, but it's more yeah, just anyway. like, yeah, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, I, I did end up liking this album. I think there are some really good songs on here, um, especially in that second half. So I'm going, uh, once again, a 7 out of 10. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I feel like, again, kind of conflicted on this, but honestly, it's just kind of a flat album for me. Mm. Um, the fact that the first half is so weak is pretty significant. I I do genuinely like the second half quite a bit for the most part. Like there's no real complaints honestly. I think that there's some like kind of corny lyrics <laughs> um like when he's just listing off like you know opposites that are like what's blank without blank oh, yeah. what's dark without light like when he's just doing that it's like okay like i <laughs> and he does it for like the whole track too <laughs> like we get what's going on here I just like anyway, so that like there's there's moments like that, but like honestly, like even even those moments, they're endearing enough and wholesome enough to to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first half just kind of is not so great. It's it's good to bad at points. Um, yeah, uh, pretty flat album. Gen- generally, the beat selection is pretty solid. I like slow ties delivery sometimes, but uh, six out of ten. Six out of not, ten. Not the best, but not too bad. Once again, a six out of ten. Like second straight album where uh, I give a seven, you give a six. The average is six and a half. Um, yeah, it's, it's this is basically the Weather Station album. Uh, <laughs> I would say I like the weather station more than this. I, yeah, I would say I would, I'm probably at about that. That's a tough toss up for me. I think they're in the, uh, roughly the same area. Um, that leaves us with one album, Patrick. Uh, so I don't need to try to yes. figure out where you're going on this. Um, this is Black Country New Road for the first time. Uh, so I, I, I kind of said that as one thing. Okay, it's Black yeah, Country New say, Road. The... Yeah. <laughs> Black Country New Road. You don't Road. really know what the band name is. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time is the album. The band is Black Country New Road. They're an experimental rock septet, that's seven, uh, from London. Um, to be more specific than experimental rock, their their music blends post-rock, 
post-punk, jazz, and klezmer, among other genres. Klezmer being a traditionally Jewish dance music, for those who are unfamiliar. For the first time is a debut album, as the album title suggests, not even suggests, just flat out says. Um, And it's been hyped. There has been a ton of hype behind this band. For example, John Doran over at The Quietus uh, called them the best band in the world after only a couple songs were released. Uh, This album currently has a Metacritic rating of 83 out of 100, but that's possibly misleading because this album is polarizing. Uh, For some people, this is the album of the year so far. For others, it's pretentious Zoomer trash. And um, I love talking about polarizing albums on the podcast. I, I think I've showed my hand to you off the pod as to like where I'm leaning. Um, but where do mm-hmm. you land on uh, For the First Time by Black Country New Road? Just to say those again, just to know <laughs> that's the band, that's the album. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly kind of in the middle here. Oh, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> on the fence this time. No. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, but I know that's incredibly disappointing. Uh, that's okay. I I can't bring myself to love this record, um, and I can't bring myself to dislike it either. So <laughs> that's where we're at. Um. Yeah. Well, you just you tell me first though, like how how you're feeling yeah. about this. You you could have told me ahead of time, like, hey, I know we're going to talk about these four albums, but I don't love any of them. Um, that would <laughs> we could have catered to your taste a little bit better. Um, sorry about that. Uh, I think I think this record. It's the beginning of the year. It's it's hard to. That's true. Know. There isn't a lot uh, out there right now um, that's worthy of podcast of this sacred podcast under the scope. Um, yeah. I think this record's phenomenal. I I love it. Uh, It's, one, it's just such a fascinating blend of genre to me. Um, It's a bold, adventurous record that, like, takes a ton of risks. If you don't like a particular section, wait two minutes. It'll sound, like, completely different. Um, Such a weird, like... This band itself is kind of weird and fascinating just because of uh, all of the discussion around them. Um, I can't really compare them to anything except for Slint and Black Midi, and the band themselves reference that in the lyrics on this album. Um, I love the climaxes. I love the instrumental builds. I love how, like, this should not work, but to me, at least, it does a majority of the time and I get any sort of complaint because nothing about this record is like conventionally good. The vocals are weird. The instrumental Mm -hmm. structures are not accessible. The lyrics are odd and I'm not even totally in on those. Um, But there's so many twists and turns. It's such an exciting first listen in that regard. You don't really know what's coming next and it rewards re-listens because there's just so much going on that like you pick up mm-hmm. on things. Um, so I've, I've kind of ranted, but uh, I, I really do love this album. I think it's... Uh, thank God that like I love a young, hyped band. You know, in my old age, uh, I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, yeah. oh, this is just some Gen Z bullshit. You know, that I'm I'm so happy I can like 
connect with this album because uh, they're, they're yeah. an exciting band, I think. I know. Yeah, I I feel like I I really want to like <laughs> I really want to like them uh, more than I do because of that. Like I want to have like a band like that. That's like a new up and comer like that everybody's super excited about i want to i want to have that too but i feel like i don't have that that's all right you don't have to force it i gotta yeah yeah, i gotta wait and i'll i'll get there'll be somebody i'm sure some uh some very like slow and elliot smith core person for me to i guess i think it was just phoebe Phoebe bridgers Bridgers. last year it it was just phoebe bridgers (laughs) i guess that's actually my person yeah (laughs) this does not sound like phoebe bridgers not at all. Um, yeah, uh, so I I think that, like, this album is often very fascinating um, and pretty cathartic. And when I'm, like, when I'm really in it, like, it's awesome. I think that, like, some moments, like Science Fair, the way that the vocals, like, just are so reserved and like they climb with the instrumentation so subtly, but then like they just kind of explode all at once and then come back. Like it's super complex and original and, uh, very technically challenging and exciting to hear. Um, but I think that like, it also just kind of like gets in its own way at points. Like Mm. it gets a little jammy, uh, at points um and i start to like lose any sense of thematic other than we're just playing you know some cool stuff right now you know what i mean kind of like a uh like a really cool nerdy like group of kids that are super into like music theory like yeah <laughs> I'm, like, that's I'm valid. getting that level of sterility at some points mm-hmm. um but you know the lyrics and the vocal performance are often like fascinating enough to make up for it but it, those also have a bit of a detriment too especially cuz the lyric work is so it's so weird i mean like it's not like the weirdest thing i've ever seen obviously mm-hmm. but like there it it's just kind of like it gets a little bit off like the off the rails at some point and you're like what what's going on here like yeah <laughs> It's kind of convoluted, and that's kind of how I feel about the uh, instrumentation at points, too. It's just a little bit, like, a little bit much. I think that, like, there's some concept behind it that I'm probably not getting, and once that clicks, you know, it's it's amazing. Um, but, like, I, I can't really see what that is other than it, at some points just them just kind of jamming out on their instruments and waiting for the next part. Yeah. That's, that's, those are my kind of like criticisms of it. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh, there is some mad pretentious music theory kid energy to this, like for sure. <laughs> I, I am not going to deny that it, it happens to work for me. Um, but I, yeah, I totally, if any, this is like, uh, you know, I love father John Misty too, but if someone's like father John Misty's pretentious, trash i'm like you're right but you know (laughs) but i like it oh yeah (laughs) um before i kind of get more into just like what i love about this record i did want to talk about this uh how do you feel about i don't know if you've noticed this or like came across this at all but there were some lyrical changes uh 
from yeah yeah there a couple of these songs were released as singles and the lyrics were changed post you know like now that they're on the album they're new versions of the songs with like lyrics that are omitted and it's not by accident either uh isaac wood the singer and the the lyricist um noted that he was upset at like how some of these lyrics were interpreted and perceived uh he said he looked back on some of his female characters he put in these songs and uh described them as regrettably one-dimensional um so i'll just kind of throw in one example of this from the song athens france and this is kind of a meta commentary lyrical change here the original lyric is uh she flies to paris france i come down in her childhood bed she tries to fuck me i pretend that i'm asleep instead the album version that we get is she flies to paris france i come down in her childhood bed and write the words i'll one day wish that i had never said um and on the song sunglasses he removes the lyric fuck me like you mean it this time isaac uh fans were pretty pissed about that uh honestly yeah i'm looking at or when I looked at like the album, you know, like thread on Reddit, there were a lot of fans that were like, "Whoa, what the hell is this censorship?" Yeah. I, how do you feel about this? It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I didn't hear the singles before this. I did not either. Um, yeah, so like, I feel like I don't really have a stake in like how I feel about it because, like, as far as I'm concerned, this is the only version that I've heard is the album version. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I'm not. I, I, I'm kind of a fan of that. Honestly, yeah, I, like, I, I'm with you. I think that if you know, I think that even after releasing an album, if like we're in, we're in, you know, 2021, and it's completely possible to just change your music however you want to change it. Um, obviously, there's you know issues with labels and like copyright things and you know there's complicated stuff in that but it's possible Mm -hmm. so like it it makes sense that you would try to give some thought and hindsight to things that you may have written down that you're like kind of regretted regretful about like i don't think that that's censorship it's just like you know because it's your art like if it was um if it was like Spotify was like, we're we're not going to play any versions of this song because it has, you know, these lyrics in it. Now, I mean, unless the lyrics are obviously like horrible, like right. super racist, super violent, sexist, like something like that. Yeah, then it's then it's like, okay, this is seems a little bit fishy and kind of bordering on censorship. But like, if if it's the artist changing their stuff, I, I feel like I can't really tell them no that's not okay yeah i think if isaac wood uh is uncomfortable performing lyrics and songs he has written um then he's under no obligation to continue doing that uh as far as i'm concerned and if he wants to change the song in a way that makes it more uh comfortable for him to perform i'm totally okay Mm -hmm. with that I'm curious as to, you know, once we have concerts again, if fans are just going to shout the old lyrics anyway, and maybe shout them even more so, uh, just yeah, to kind of make a point. Spite. Yeah. Um, the other one, that, and this one was just kind of funny to me. I, I don't really have strong opinions on this, but they covered Time to Pretend uh, by MGMT. 
And instead of shoot some heroin, he said shoot some pictures. <laughs> I just found that funny <laughs> for whatever reason. And that's a little different because that's all of a sudden that's not his song. I guess it's their yeah. It is and it isn't right, but um, yeah, it, the, the whole thing was just kind of interesting. And when I found that out, my reaction was not, "Oh, well, there's censorship again." You know, that's that wasn't really yeah. how I interpreted it. So I'm glad we talked about that because I found it interesting. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that people were so pissed about it. Like I, I was seeing something on like Genius. Um, I remember like the comments talking about like they changed it. Why did they do this? They ruined it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? But like, um, yeah. It, people need to like leave that alone. There's there's bigger issues with censorship. Like, right. come on now, pick your fights. Right. I agree like, with that. <laughs> the other thing fans are kind of upset about, um, and this once again is not really applicable to me because. This album was my introduction to the band. Um, there were like three or four singles for this album. And you're like, wait, Will, that's like a normal album. <laughs> this is a six-song album. And one of the songs that wasn't released is the instrumental on this record. Um, so it's like, well, we had four songs. And I believe Opus and Instrumental are the only like brand new <laughs> songs on here, if you're a longtime fan. Um, co coincidentally, those are like two of my favorite songs on the whole thing. Uh, but I just thought that was funny. If you're like a fan and you're like, all right, new album. And it's like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, you like, basically heard the album already. Yeah. It's like, that does suck. I, I'm not going to lie about that. But for me, it was all new to me. And so I had quite an exciting experience the first time I listened to it. I was dancing a lot. I was, uh, just sitting in not meditation, but just like complete focus on, okay, well, what's coming yeah. next? Just genuine edge of my seat. Like, super exciting um because it it does a lot of styles i think super well uh it, this is weird it, it low-key kind of has the same instrumental palette as the weather station record it's guitar drums uh some piano sax strings but it, obviously it sounds completely yeah. different um but anytime they uh it, they just make it so exciting every like every single song is so exciting to me um a song like Athens, France, which initially starts out pretty post-punk bass, you know, classic post-punk groove, ends up having a genuinely beautiful outro. And um, it, it's those kind of twists and turns all over the record. So there's just, I could keep going, but man, there's just so much that I like about this album. Dang, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I really wish that, like, it resonated with me that way. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not ambient enough. <laughs> yeah not ambient enough it. and it does get extreme but it's not extreme enough why was it a noise album <laughs> that's the thing it, when it gets noisy it's not noisy enough yeah yeah um, that's what i need to feel yeah <laughs> um it's not experimental enough for me <laughs> um but yeah i mean slint every you can't really talk about this band without talking about slint and it has it checks all the slint boxes of um just catharsis, build-up, climax, post-hardcore. Um, they refer to themselves on this album as the world's second-best slint tribute act, which I thought was not only funny, but also a nice compliment to Black Midi, who, in their opinion, of course, is the first-best slint tribute act. 
Um, that was very nice of them to say. Those two bands performed together sometimes, apparently, under the name, you guessed it, Black Midi New Road. Um, so that's that's pretty interesting <laughs> to me as well. Um, oh that, that's got to sound like just like... <laughs> yeah. Two hours of like just what is happening right now with the instrumentation. Oh my god, yes. And the instrumentation, like everything on this album, it's it's polarizing. It's pretty odd and out there. But the first song, the instrumental, yep. I didn't really get that impersonation. I just, to me, and maybe that's just the type of music yeah. listener I am, but I was like, you know what, this is actually just a straight up, like... If I were to recommend this album, I'd probably start with the instrumental because it's it's kind of easy to get into. It's only once the vocals come in where I'm like, oh, I kind of get why <laughs> this is polarizing yeah. for some people. Uh, Isaac Wood's unsteady, theatrical, intense vocals uh, might not be for everybody, and I, I totally really get cool. that. I think they're really cool. I mean, uh, <laughs> I've been sending those uh, very good Isaac Wood impersonations to you. Um <laughs> I'm so ignorant now. <laughs> it's just like it's all over the place. It's getting better. Thank you. I appreciate it. The the, it the better every time. <laughs> I'm. I can tell you're not sick of it yet. So I appreciate it. Um, the the vibrato is all over the place. Uh, I yeah, like everything nice. else about this record. The lyricism, the instrumentation. I don't really know where the vocal lines are going. Um. It's just, it's chaotic good, I think, is how I would describe this album. Um, oh, that's a good way to put it. So I think I, w- I would be chaotic neutral then, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I like that. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel with it. Yeah, the uh, um, vocal delivery is really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that with that, like, it, it is it is really cool, but, like, even that, like, for me, at a certain point, I'm kind of like, does he have like another <laughs> format other than this yeah. just super dram- over the top dramatic uh, delivery? Like, even when he brings it down, like when he brings the intensity down, it's still like the vibrato is just like there. And like, a part of it is really fascinating to me because it's like unlike any vocal delivery I've heard. Um, really, I mean, the comparisons to Slim and Black Mini are there, but it's still unique. But yeah, even when he's like bringing the intensity down, I'm like, geez, like, <laughs> just let it out. Like, come on. There was one um, moment where his vocals were so theatrical. I think it's on Science Fair. He's like, okay, today yeah. I hide away. Like, I thought he was doing, like, a musical number for a second. Yeah. It was so he dramatic. Like he's doing, like, King Lear. Like. Yeah, it, it was so over the top, and uh, yeah. I kind of liked it. I don't know. <laughs> it's very odd. Yeah, part of me likes it, too. I think that it, like, I just go back and forth on, on that. Like, <laughs> it's so English, too, at some point. So he's just like, I met her at the Cambridge Science Fair. Like, <laughs> What? I'm like, modern Scott Walker. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> it's, oh, God. I, I, I do love that part of it, but part of me is, is just like, what is happening right now? Like, <laughs> and and I, um, this is a septet, and each member, I think, is featured quite like equally for the most part, except for the vocals, uh, where it's mostly Isaac Wood. And then there's these uh, backing vocals yeah. on track X that I thought were really nice, and that kind of made me realize, like, I wish there were more 
variety in the vocals like you were just pointing at um Mm -hmm. and so that would have been like a nice touch and maybe they'll go that way on their next record because uh they said track x was their most recently recorded song um so maybe they're kind of pushing in that direction a little bit it's a very tender moment uh in comparison to the rest of the record so interested to see how that goes um we'll have to transition uh into final thoughts as we're running out of time here but in doing so, I'll just kind of continue to rant uh, because when I get excited about a record, I just like I just want to say a bunch yeah. of things. Um, this I I mean just an incredible debut I think uh, for one such a young band they're all in like their early twenties and for whatever reason they already have like a near mastery of this particular style of sound whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, there's only six songs. It's a 40-minute record. I just I do want to say that. It is the length of an album. It's just uh, condensed over six songs um, because they need time to flesh out some of their ideas, like on Opus, which is a, a juxtaposition of slow, post-punk, dramatic music, as well as this, you know, fast-paced mm-hmm. klezmer jams that get me going. I, I just love it. It's such a grand finale. Um I love songs like Sunglasses that are like nearly 10 minutes in length, but there's five or six different parts to them. And they all just sound, again, it's like chaotic good. They all sound so different. Um, I'll continue to appreciate this album. I've been listening to it so much ever since it came out. And um, yeah, like I don't think it's, it's not at a 10 for me yet. Uh, maybe it will be in the future, but there are some like, I wish there were some more variety in the vocals. Um, I think some songs are clearly better than other songs, uh, even though I, I quite enjoy it all. I don't think it has like, you know, I do kind of go back to the same couple of tracks um, more often than not. But God, it, I have very few complaints about this record, so I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I think it's really good. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. This is not yeah. me pandering to Gen Z, by the way. Like, I, I genuinely, like, I think this is really good. <laughs> um, yeah. The... Yeah. So, unfortunately, I only left you with, like, three minutes here. So, I'm sorry That's about okay. that. <laughs> well, you really like this album. I'm kind I of, do. like I said, just not... Like, I, I like it, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope this one clicks with me. I don't know if it will, Um I thought that the instrumentation, though, for the most part, is really dynamic and super complex and interesting, and that's just the general feeling I have positively for the album as a whole. The lyrics are, um, you know, uh, complicated and strange and very interesting in their own way, um, but it, it doesn't leave me with a lasting impression of like the even the surreal nature of it doesn't leave me with like any change perspective really kind of just reminds me of like other bizarre music that i've heard in the past and Mm -hmm. a bit watered down Mm -hmm. at that um i think that it can get a little too like i said jammy Mm -hmm. at points for me like generally anytime bands kind of do that like it just doesn't work for me. Like uh, that's kind of a, a real bias I have, but anytime bands kind of just go into these like little breakdowns and just, um, unless it's just straight up jazz, like I don't really have any in- interest in hearing, 
um, bands just kind of like going off on their own and like doing all this like weird complex technical stuff unless it has some real merit behind it conceptually um yeah that's my thoughts on it so uh, okay. but i i like it overall seven out of ten very nice yeah um very good um that's an average of eight so just kind of a a quick run through weezer okay human uh is a three and a half out of ten on uh, according to this podcast um the weather station ignorance we arrived at a six and a half out of ten slow tie tyron uh another six and a half out of ten and black country new road for the first time uh we land at an average of eight out of ten so uh not bad yeah not bad pretty good one album that if you combine our scores we loved Hopefully, the next time we record, we'll find an album that you loved uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. But uh, until then, uh, thank you for joining me, Patrick. Um, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye.